Eminem said, guess who's back? I'm back. The podcast is back. This is season two of Dr. Ari Vernon TV. This season, we're titling it Relationships and Leadership Uncut. Then the two things I could talk about all day, all night, relationships. Are you married? Been married 25 years. Are you single? Wrote two books on it. You raising somebody else's child? Done that. Have you raised children that are grown? Done it. I mean, I pastor thousands of people. I pastor pastors who are changing the game in music, podcasting, entrepreneurship. Check my resume. They'll tell you. Relationships is what I do. My pastor told me that relationships are everything. I really believe it. So we want to take this season and just deal with marriage, singleness, uh, parental stuff, raising other people's babies. You've been divorced. I mean, we're just going to jump in and deal with relationships. I need you right now in the chat telling me where we need to pop up at. We may just jump on a plane. I'm crazy. You think I'm joking? I got a guy that'll fly me. I'm saying, listen, I will come to your, tell me where we need to pop up. Hit us up in the chat. Tell us that you, uh, you're enjoying this. All right. I want to jump back in. If you missed last week, we were talking about, uh, or we raised the question, are you too little for marriage? I mean, you got to watch it. I'm serious. Are you too little? Uh, Matthew 19, the message version says, if you are large enough for marriage, then do it. Some people are too small to be married. I want to sort of stay in that same vein. Uh, I want to, I want to, I want to set a thesis. I want to set a thesis and then chase it for about 25 minutes. And that is, it is better to be alone than married wrong. That's my thesis. That's my holy hypothesis that I want to chase. Right away, you should be in the chat saying, amen. It is better to be alone than married wrong. Guess who can identify with this? Divorcees. <laughs> yeah, people that married wrong. Uh, those of you that are single, those of you that are married, and you're either single or married, by the way. I love to tell people that. You are single or married. No, Pastor, I'm separated. No, girl, you 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 married. I'm engaged. You single. Until he says, I do, at the altar, you're married or you single. So everybody can identify. So this is kind of a Bible cast, podcast, Bible cast, because I'm going to give you my heart. It's not Sunday morning. Don't be judging me, pastors. Look at one of my Sunday sermons to check my preaching. This is me kicking it uh, with people who just want to hang out with me once a week and talk real stuff about relationships, leadership. Uh, it's going to be raw. It's going to be real, but biblically undergirded. So Paul says something in 1 Corinthians 7. And those of you, again, who are biblically literate, you know that 1 Corinthians 7 is kind of the marriage single chapter by Paul. Really, he leans into being single almost more than he does marriage. He talks about all these benefits of being single that we're going to talk about here. And so I want to just, I want to start with scripture and then we're going to kick it. Let me be clear. This is not preaching. This is me talking from my heart, helping people, but using the Bible to do it. Now concerning the things you wrote about, it's good for men not to get married. I want to stop right there. First of all, in context, they asked Paul a question. Some people preach this like Paul just raised this out of nowhere. They had wrote him a letter, apparently asking him some stuff about should we stay married, should we stay single? Now, those of you who like contextualization, this is important. The issue was Christ had just left, and don't ever forget this, when you read Paul, when you read Paul, 
Christ has just ascended and they think, this is so critical, he coming right back. Now, 21st centuries later, we know he didn't come right back. But keep in mind, they think he'll be back any second. Even Paul, as you read Paul, you can sense the urgency of his writing. Paul doesn't know Paul, not Jesus. No man knows the day nor the hour that the Son of Man will return except the Father. So Paul is not Jesus. Don't make Paul Jesus. Paul was a brother writing uh, from the Holy Spirit, but he has no idea that Jesus is not coming back right away. So single people tripping and uh, married people were even getting divorced because they're thinking he's coming back anyway. We ain't got time to be laying up, kissing and making love. Jesus would be right back. Let's go save some souls. So married people were getting divorced and then singles were tripping on the sex thing. But, you know, maybe we don't have time to be screwing and laying around because, you know, evangelism, Jesus coming right back. Now you understand. Now, concerning the things you wrote to me, is it good for men not to get married? Look what he says in verse two. But in order to avoid sexual sin, let each man have his own wife. Each woman should have her own husband. I want to start right here and get raw because I've heard people say that sex is not a good reason to get married. It's the biblical reason, actually. <laughs> you want to trip. I mean, we, we know you're going to need more than a great sex life, but technically, and scripturally, Paul does not say in order to have someone to talk to, in order to, you know, to build a family with or someone to travel with. No, he says, let's keep it straight. It's better to hook up with somebody than be just, you know, sleeping and all that good stuff. You know, I thought about something and I, I raised it last week. I'm so ambivalent regarding sex. I'm keeping it real. Uh, I told you last week, one of the podcasts should be uh, sex is a problem. It, it's a problem. I mean, I'm ambivalent. Those of you, you know, $2 word, you know, where you feel good and bad about something, you know, you're, you're to, to be ambivalent is like you feel different ways about the same issue. There's an, a certain ambivalence in me as a pastor, as a husband, because sex is a trip because, you know, for the most part, most of us want some. Uh, you know, you've heard every pastor say two things people don't want you to talk about in church is sex and money when most people want both of them. So, you know, it's like we might as well just tell you what the scripture says. So sex is like so real to me. And I'm uh, in my, what, you know, 25th year in February. And I was told by, you know, a lot of people, you know, it won't be as important as you get older. What age y'all pray for me? Cause it's still real important to me, you know, and I'm in my fifth decade of life and me and this girl, we know enough said, but I'm just saying it's real to me. So I appreciate it. I need it. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Uh, so for me, I have no problem saying it's one of my outlets. You know, I connect with her when I'm stressed. I enjoy making love to my wife. That's just real talk. I do uh, for me at the same time, a lot of, a lot of singles, uh, get all messed up with God because of sex. And then with this thing, you know, you can, somebody says something, and I'm jumping into this, that almost made me run out the house. They said that a young boy, 12 years old, in 15 minutes can see more naked women than his granddaddy saw his whole life than the richest Roman emperor seen in the entirety 
of his reign, you can see in 15 minutes with this thing. You can see any kind of anything. So, so sex is like something God gave us that is to be enjoyed between a husband and a wife. But because of the, of the perversion, and that's a whole nother thing, it's now a trip. And, and some of you know sex has gotten you into some situations. Some of you raising a beautiful daughter because of some sex that you thought you had to have. And now he gone, she gone, you're blended. Here's the big idea. Paul says to avoid sexual immorality. Yeah, go ahead and, and get married. Now, I want to stop here for a minute because there are people that are single and sex is driving you. And here's something that I've said for years. No one can tell me that there's not a real devil. Did I tell y'all I've been pastoring the same church two decades? Uh, and the word nation has heard me say this. I promise you, uh, all, all, all the single people walk up to me, single ladies, pastor, I just want to make love. I want to make love so bad, but I don't want to sin. And then all the married women walk up to me. I'm tired of him trying to sleep with me. <laughs> you know, so it's like, what is it? The, the same devil that got the single women, got the married women not wanting to do it. It's, it's all a spiritual thing, too. And I want to jump into this because verses 7 through 9 is where I want to park. But I wish everyone was single, just as I am. But God gives to some, this is the most important thing I may say today, so pay attention. I love the NLT here. The gift of marriage and to others, the gift of singleness. Peep this. He says he gives to some the gift of marriage, calls it a gift. And then to others, the gift of singleness. Paul says, personally, I wish everyone was single. Now, you can't sort of make that into dogma. Paul is single. Paul is an apostle. Paul has an assignment, watch this, that don't require sex. Paul has an assignment, like Jesus, that didn't require a lot of money. So you don't want to raise up Paul as the model of what must happen in the believer's life regarding sexuality or being married or not married. No, Paul says, my personal opinion is, I wish everyone was single like me. We know why so you can kill it for the kingdom. The reality is most of us do not have Paul's discipline. Paul is saying stuff like, I wish I could die right now and go to heaven today, but it's more needful for me to hang with you. Now, I, I, I've had nobody tell me, I wish I could die today, pastor, just to go be with Jesus. So Paul on another level, let's just be clear about this. So I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried just as I am but if they can't control themselves, they should go ahead and marry. It's better to marry, you heard this part, right, than to burn with lust. Not burn in hell, burn with lust, okay? Let's, let's back up. The gift of marriage, the gift of singleness. The gift of marriage, the gift of singleness. Let me just throw this at you, and you'll hear this a lot. So if you're going to watch me, you're going to get me. I, I happen to be one of those cats that marriage is the best thing ever happened to me. My wife, the best thing ever happened to me, not my children, not my parents, not my, not my church, for me. And, and I used to be afraid to say that because it could sound like, you know, uh, him and his wife, like his marriage so... And I used to let that get in my spirit. So I think I went through a season where I was like, you know, I ain't gonna talk about my marriage so much because I don't want people thinking that, man, I'm so free now. <laughs> 
the last four or five years, Holy Spirit said, talk about it, player, because there are some people who actually need to hear that some bros like being with the same woman in the bed for 25 years, being married to her, making babies with her, that it's better than having 20 mistresses. Y'all pray for me, and I have to be blessed. I like the way she looks. So even when I see something fine, I'd be like, yeah, she ain't fine as my wife, though. <laughs> I mean, which is crazy. Even when the devil try to make me lust, I'm comparing the girl to, to my girl. Like, yeah, she's all right, but you can't see her. You can't see her in no way, in or out. You see why this podcast is so important? Because I'm trying to get people to make sure, bros, hear me, that you marry somebody that makes you feel that way and vice versa, that you fight toward that, that the lust is real, the love is real. For me, marriage is a gift. It's a gift. I want you to type in the comments, it's a gift, Pastor. Those of you who love your spouse say, I've been blessed with a gift. He calls marriage a gift. There's the gift of love making. There's the gift of procreation. There's the gift of compatibility. There's, there's the gift of somebody to kick it with. We got inside jokes. You'll be in a room with us and won't even know what we laughing about. All you straight up couples know what I'm talking about. Me and this girl got inside jokes our kids don't understand. It's a gift. It's a gift and I value it. In the same breath, Paul says that singleness is a gift too. That, that's the only problem I have in the kingdom. We, we act as though marriage is the crumb de la crumb. When scripture is clear, that there might be more spiritual benefits and personal benefits, take sex out, to being single. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm going here because here, here's what he says. He says, it's better to marry than to burn with lust. I don't want to park there. However, those who get married at this time, I just want to jaywalk straight to verse 28, 1 Corinthians. I was in verse 9. I'm jaywalking straight to verse 28. This is not Bible class. This is a podcast that's using the Bible. It's a Bible cast, whatever you want to call it. Type in the comment. I just know I like it, Dr. Vernon. Here's what I'm telling you. However, those who get married at this time will have troubles. Some of you was at your church. I need you to type in the comment. If I ever did the singles tour in your city, I need you to jump in the comments because I did like a 50 city tour. I might have to do it again. Now that this pandemic is clearing up where I went around to like 50 states, literally 50, 100 cities, I don't know, and talked about the beauty of singleness. And shameless plug, my book, uh, 10 Rules of Dating in the Social Media Age, they're dropping it right there. You can still order that any place you can get books uh, because that helps so many people and is helping so many people. Here is my big point. He says, those who get married will have trouble. Here it is. And I'm trying to spare you those problems. Did Paul just call marriage a problem? Marriage can be a problem. <laughs> yeah, hear me. It's a problem. Guess what the problem with being single is for most saved folk? And let's just go here. Nobody to screw. I mean, let's just get raw and real. That's the major problem with that because you can get compatibility or somebody to talk to with a good friend. Let's, let's be straight. You can talk to a person who feels you, your parents, if they're cool, uh, your best friend. There are places to get compatibility. Let's be honest. The only problem with not being married for most saints is, let's go here, sexuality and romance. Because it's not like you need him to pay your bills. This is not first century Palestine. A uh, sister got more money than you. Uh, she don't need you for your money. She needs you for your ministry. So there used to be a time at the writing of this text where women are looking honestly 
for somebody to take care of them because if there was no parents and no husband, women did not read, women were not hired. So you can end up a bum on the street or a prostitute without some son that took care of you or some man that took you in and men could divorce a woman for no reason. Patriarchy is relevant even in the first century where women don't have the value that they have now. Come on now, sisters got degrees, they got money, one's the vice president. I'm telling you, a sister does not need you for your money. She needs you for your ministry. And if she's saved, yeah, she needs you for your sexuality. She needs you for your sexuality because she she's saved. And by the way, she can get sex tomorrow because even bros that won't marry you will hit. And that's what I'd be telling women. It's, it's a weird because the issue is, will he bend the knee? Not will he, will he bend you? Okay, Phil, see this, I, I got young guys here. I, I, we got it. Listen, we, we talking straight. <laughs> will you bend the knee, not just bend me? So when women be talking about, I can get a man. Oh, yeah, you can get a man. Cause listen, you come on, bros is whatever. Let's go. Will he propose is another issue. Does he see so much value in you that he will get on his knee and say, will you marry me? That's a whole nother podcast that we'll deal with. Let's get to this part. Here is the issue. The issue is with the exception of sexuality and somebody to be romantic with, why you need a husband? Why you need a wife? You can pay your own bills. You can kick it with your frat brothers, your sorority sisters. So let's talk straight. The only real problem with singleness for saved people, because saved people care about sin. If you're not saved watching this, it's not no problem for you because you're screwing whoever you want and you don't even feel wrong about it. But for saved people, those who want to be right with God, it becomes a problem. He talks about the problems of marriage. I'm going to spend the rest of my time here because let me say it one more time. To me, the only problem with being single is no sex, no romantic conversation with somebody every night. Fine. Boom. I can tell you a whole lot of problems of being married. The problems, the problems. It's better to be alone, back to my thesis, than married wrong. There's some divorcees watching me. You need to type in the comment. He right. There's some of you right now thinking about leaving because of the problems in your marriage. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you. There are those of you, right? You, you know the problems. I'll just give you a few of them. First of all, pain and betrayal. Let's jump right in. Pain and betrayal. Bruh, sister, you married to get themselves to somebody else. That hurt. That hurt. And many of you been through it. I want to be sensitive. I have not. I've never bust a move. And as far as I know, I'm old school. I don't even want to know. I'm happy. People ask me, if Lady Vernon was cheating on you, would you want to know? Uh-uh. I'm happy right now. I'm happy. Praise God. I'm, I'm happy as I can be. Because the day I find out, I'm not going to be happy no more. Now, I don't believe in my soul that she would do that to me. But listen, pain and betrayal. Yeah. Pain and betrayal. When you marry the wrong person, man, that can hurt. And I know single people get hurt in wrong relationships, but that's because you jump in, in bed. You shouldn't jump in. And we're going to speak you out of that with this training and this teaching uh, over the, the next couple of you know weeks and months. We're going to make sure we're going to get you. Come on. God's going to help us get you together through his word, through my experiences. We're going to help you. Let me let me build my case. I'm running out of time. Hear me. 
marriage can be a problem. I'm telling you what Paul said. He says, I'm trying to spare you. First Corinthians 7, 28, put it back up. I want them to see this and bold it from me. I'm trying to spare you those problems. However, those who get married at this time will have troubles, and I'm trying to spare you those problems. Paul says, I'm trying to spare you now. Stay single like me, because there's some problems. Now, the imminent, the imminent coming back of Christ that they thought was happening is one thing, but I want to go to this. First of all, pain and betrayal. You married the wrong person, they cheat on you because... They don't have themselves together sexually because you hooked up with somebody who got a strong appetite. You miss church, girl. He didn't have menage a trois. He didn't have one night stands. He had his baby's mother. He didn't have chicks he don't even remember. And watch this. Sometimes you're just not enough. See, one of the conversations I would have is, am I enough for you? Because even though you love God now, maybe your appetite just too strong for one woman. So while you work on that, I'm just not enough because I ain't had all them positions and I've been in church. Okay, I'm not Virgin Mary, but I don't have the experience you do. Or maybe I've had no one or, you know, so they bust a move or she bust a move. Don't think this is going to be some sexist podcast because, yeah, I'm a pastor. Yeah, they be whispering in my ear. I, I know, pastor, I messed up. Pastor, he caught me. So this is not a male or female thing. It is an individual thing. It can hurt bad if you marry the wrong person. Number two, you ready for this? Ongoing selflessness and continue negotiating. Ongoing selfishness. Uh-oh, I said that wrong. Ongoing selflessness and continual negotiation. That's a problem. Ongoing. You got to always be selfless when you're married. You got to always, and those of you who are married, we all got some selfishness in us, but it got to be, you can't stop and get nothing to eat. Baby, you want something? You know, you know, you ain't, you ain't bring me nothing and don't have children. Listen, I wouldn't trade it. See, this is the, the beautiful conundrum of this teaching. I wouldn't trade being married. And yet I'm experienced enough to teach you the problems of marriage and things you got to be ready for. Okay. In other words, ongoing and whatever else marriage is, come here, couples who are struggling it is at least an ongoing negotiation. If you're not, if you, if you're not going to negotiate, y'all need to split up because you're going to be constantly giving and taking. And if you're selfish by nature, and by the way, if you were there when I did the tour, you know this. And those who don't know, write this down. Remember it. We'll flash it for you. Uh, singleness is selfishness. Marriage is selflessness. Here it is again. Singleness is selfishness. Marriage is selflessness. Just by, just by definition, it has to be whatever else singleness is. And that's not negative. Stop thinking selfish is negative. It's just me. Did you hear this when I said on the tour? When you single, feel you know this, when you eat, everybody ate. <laughs> when, when, when you get in the bed, we all in the bed. Uh, when, when you get in the car, we ready to go. <laughs> right? 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 It's just me, myself, and I. I do what I want to do when I want to do it. Ain't nobody ate my food. Who ate my... Where the, man, you put... Listen, when I make a mess, leave my mess right there. I know exactly where the one shoe is, where I threw the other shoe. Mary, somebody cleaning up your mess. Who moved my shirt? I wanted my shirt. I was just trying to clean up. I didn't actually... Ah, man, don't get me started. It, it's beautiful. Steph, you know, those who are married, there's some problems. Okay. I want to end with some serious stuff. Another person's demons. 
another family's demons. Because all families got their demons. When I hook up with you, I get your mama stuff. Yeah, you got a silly mama? No, I got a silly mama. And don't you ever forget this. Ain't no she broke. No, you married her. We broke. Ain't no he got bad credit. No, we got bad credit. Ain't no, you know she got two kids. No, you married her. We got two kids. And now you've taken on something you didn't think through. And many of you are watching and you know what I'm talking about. You didn't examine your mama in love enough. You didn't examine your daddy in love enough. You didn't examine all his sisters and brothers and you thought whatever. No, you tying your life to them. And you're used to peace. They used to fighting. You're you, you, you used to, and, and all of a sudden, well, we ain't going over my mother's house. And he's like, ooh, we. So now Christmas is, you know, and all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, first of all, the sex then got kind of played out because once you don't like each other, trust me, I'm hearing the sex at some point. A girl can be so fine. I mean, fine with a wicked body. And he go cheat on some broke girl in the projects who make him feel like a man because, you know, she fine, she got all that, but he'd rather be with some girl in the projects than make him feel like a man because the marriage didn't got that toxic. He don't even want to be around you or you don't want to be around him. And now all of a sudden you're missing being single. You're thinking, you know what? If I'll never have sex again in my life, I just want peace. I just want to lay in this bed. I want to be able to not have to deal with that crazy sister of his, that crazy brother of hers, that mother who act like she still a baby, and we, that father, you like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm telling you, it's better to be alone than married wrong. You got to deal with another family's demons. You got to deal with kids if you didn't pray that you're not ready to be their father, but you just try, you were so busy trying to get their mother in the bed or their father was so sexy that you ain't considered the baby's mother and all this. There are people living this reality. Now, if you're living this reality, hear me. This is always the pick me up podcast, not to beat me down. I've seen people with three babies. My stuff. Jesus is the common denominator. If, if, if there's been some cheating, if you marry wrong, I've seen people that would tell you they were too young and they in love now because they put the word on top of it. They put grace on it. They got under some good teaching, some, some, some good teaching. They kept it real. And you can come back from anything, but I'm not going to bite my tongue to make you feel better. If you are single, it is better to be alone than married wrong. I'm telling you, you'll be so glad to be laying there by yourself with all your money in the bank. Go see your mother, you know, pray. Sometimes you have to hold yourself. Sometimes you're going to get horny on. That's just real talk. Don't rush. Don't rush because... To me, the only problem with being single, one more time, is sex. Everything else is a benefit. You can talk to your brother. I'm sorry. You can talk to your mother. You can kick it. You can travel. Yeah. But, but it's real, so I don't want to minimize it. And I want to go back to my original statement. And I'm closing with this. Paul says in verse 1, uh, verse 2, but to avoid sexual sin, get married. So, so, so if you just, you know, bruh, you know, I be, listen, I push all my single guys. I'm like this here. Look, you're doing three things. I'm saying this, might as well start some stuff. 
uh, single, I don't care if you're a pastor. I'll, listen, pastor, yeah, uh, pope, potentate, whoever, Dr. Lawyer, Indian chief. You either absolutely abstinent and holy, you touching yourself, or you touching somebody. Let me try one more time. You are abstinent and holy, and God bless you. You touching yourself, <laughs> or somebody touching you. So if you fall into the last two categories, you got to pray about getting married. Yeah, bro. You don't get to be single and mingling and kicking it. But, you know, you, you, you know, you, you using the right hand of fellowship every night. Not the one at church. <laughs> These are young guys. My whole crew is falling. Yeah, the right hand. Of, <laughs> is, I'm a pastor. What kind of podcast is this? The, the other right or the left hand of fellowship. Those of you ambidextrous, you can shoot with the left. <laughs> Did I say shoot? <laughs> Literally shoot. You can shoot it. Uh, listen, this ain't. <laughs> that they, they didn't, I've lost the camera guys guys somebody type in the comment I love this podcast tell me what city you from tell me you love this podcast and I got enough sense to quit while I'm ahead I'm done listen I hope you enjoyed this hey don't, don't just log off now they're flashing it now uh, those of you that are from the Word Nation Ari Vernon Ministries that's who's doing this podcast my family and I we help the poor check my record uh, would you would you give? Uh, I mean, I'm grown. I believe if something blesses me, I ain't never been mad in my life about paying for a movie that I enjoy. I, I go to good restaurants. I like good food. I work hard. Bring me the bill. That bless me. I ain't mad and I'm tipping. So let's just be straight. I ain't gonna over-spiritualize it. If this was not boring, if it helps you as a single, a married person, something you want to share with your cousin, your friends, then give to my girl and I, our children. We use R.A. Vernon Ministries to write checks. So far, I have written a check that helped. I can just tell you, I'm not going to start. Just trust me when I tell you. I got my own personal money and I need that, but I, I use this to bless people. And so would you help me bless people? Word Nation, don't, don't, you know, I know you get, listen, the Word Church, don't you ever stop that. But those of you who believe in pastor's ministry and, and what him and Lady Vernon are doing, my girl, Dr. Victory Vernon, we need your support. Would you type your city right now and type, I'm giving, pastor. If we can just get a hundred people to commit to a hundred dollars a month, I'll keep this coming. Because, you know, I, I got, we, listen, come on now. And, and I'm live from VAR Studios. You don't hear me say that every week. Go to VAR.com. It's right there on the screen. And uh, if you want somebody to help you do your own podcast and photo shoots and build content, people flying in. There's nothing like this in Cleveland. I'm saying it out loud. Cleveland area, Northeast Ohio. You better hook up. He can help you put your stuff on the map. Uh, him and my daughter-in-law, Anaja, they're killing the game. To be doing this in my, my babies. Come on, man. Studio, you know this is all good. So come on. You're blessing him. You're blessing me. R.A. Vernon Ministries. That's my children, my wife. Give now and uh, come back next week. Same time, same place. It's going to get more raw. We out. Love you.